Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, actually broadcasting live from sunny Jerusalem. It's not sunny, it's sundown Jerusalem, Israel. <laughs> we'll, we'll explain if you haven't been hanging with us uh, recently a little bit later. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports. Bet River Sportsbook, the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Present Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got a great second hour of the show. Um, we got some baseball and Ballantine to get to. Man, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, listen, can I call an audible here? Can we do the midway? I'm so excited about the midway. I really, really am. And I think we'll have enough time and we'll still have time to get to Charles Robinson. I mean, are you, are you are you are you absolutely set on it? No, no, no. This is your name's on the show, and even more so, 
you can completely um, dictate the clock here, Doug. So if we do do kind of a shorter first segment, we'll have plenty of time. So we could do it. Let's uh, let's plan on it. Okay, we we can we can do it. Well, that's upcoming. The midway's upcoming in ten minutes. All right, that, there you go. That's how you know uh, that that's going to be coming up next. Uh, I heard this from Kirby Smart, and he's defending national championship coach. He's a longtime assistant in college football, former Georgia player as well. He had this to say about going from the hunter to the hunted. People have asked the question, how does it feel to be hunted? We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Um, it's not something we're going to sit back and be passive about. Our guys have asked questions, and we've done a lot of studies on how the mighty have fallen. So we have skull sessions. We have 15-minute uh, meetings, 20-minute meetings in breakout groups, and we've actually taught how the mighty have fallen. I'm talking about in business. I'm talking about in sports. I'm talking about in history. So you learn from the mistakes of others, and for us, it really steers down to one, one cultural belief that we have a connection that's greater than our opponent. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you know, it's like, look, that that's that's – that's not saying that that doesn't exist. Right? So many coaches pretend like things don't exist, right? Oh, yeah. But he's like, look, we've actually studied this thing. We've actually said, hey, how do we not get fat and sassy after winning a championship? How do we not get complacent? And part of it is, you know, one of the arguments is so many of their guys went to the NFL. It's a, you know, and even their backups <laughs> went in the NFL draft that it's kind of easy to go like, hey, look, we won a national championship, but you didn't actually win a national championship, right? You you didn't you didn't do it. But I, I think that's all part of what you do as a college coach is you have to be a teacher of all things and that the mentality has to remain some something somewhat hungry. I'm like, look, I'll give you a, we're not doing breakout sessions, but I'll be honest with you, we in in this competition that I'm coaching in, it's called the Maccabi Games, it's the Jewish Olympics, if you will. We play France in the finals, second straight time we played France in the finals. They're really talented. They have like five or six professional players from the French Pro A and Pro B League. They're good, and we beat them. And it it was a thirteen point game. It was it was very close for a good portion of time. Then we had them kind of on the ropes, like down twenty something, and then they got they cut it again. Um, but I, you know, like I'm kind of in that space where I I do think the fact that it was closer at the end than it could have been, I do think that that sort of helps us, right? Because there there's in, isn't the complacency. We didn't blow them out. We by 13 points, which is a very, you know, attainable amount of points if you're the if you're the opponent. Like, those those leads can evaporate really, really quickly in any game, especially in the international game. But there is the, the fear of, I don't know, complacency or just arrogance that, hey, we beat them one time, it's easy to beat them a second time when it's really harder to beat them the second time. I think that, that makes some sense. Um, I thought that he also had some interesting things to say about name, image, and likeness. Why don't you take a listen? The in-house program we have in place, we have a Classic City Collective run by Matt Hibbs who does a tremendous job. It's built on being sustainable because I don't think what's going on in college football right now at some places is sustainable, meaning can you do that year in and year out and repeat that? Can you honor the commitment that some people are trying to make to kids to get them to go to their school? It's just it's, it's not good for college football. What's out there? What is good 
is NIL is good on the basis of what NIL is based on, okay? For Dan Jackson to be a walk-on from Gainesville, Georgia, and come in and get an opportunity to earn money for his education, that is good. For a young man that has a father that's on dialysis down in South Georgia and he can't support his father unless he goes back home and works or he gets NIL, that is good. We have 95 players right now with NIL deals that are on our roster. That's incredible, the depth of that. There's so much good there. It's the guardrails. It's the parameters that we need to protect our game. And not only protect our game, guys, it's protect young men. But to use it as inducement to get a young man to go to your school is not good for anybody or the game. I don't have the answer for how to guardrail that. But NIL has been good to Georgia, and it's been good to our players, and it will continue to be. I love the answer. I'm not actually sure that the practice of what they're doing completely equates to the answer. If 95 of the players and there's only 85 scholarship players are getting NIL, right? That does strike me as, well, some of those guys were given NIL as inducement to come to the University of Georgia. But what he's saying is kind of exactly what I've been saying. Like, look, if you're going to make it name, image, and likeness, you can't get the money before you ever play a snap. That doesn't make any sense. You don't, you don't have a name, image, and likeness, va- true value there. Name, image, and likeness is you play well, you make a name for yourself, and you get some benefit from that, right? That's the whole idea of it. Instead, now, guys are getting guarantees before they ever sign. And, oh, yeah, by the way, during their freshman year, oftentimes they're either redshirted or they play very, very little, and they get upset and they transfer out. They still try and keep some of the money. You score in a booster, the collective, whatever. It's, I actually I like what he's saying, but as he said, I, I don't know what the, what the true guardrails are. I like that answer. That was a good answer. We can talk about how complicated other banks are. Uh, to make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we can talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash at any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash awards. Terms apply. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I thought that was a very <clears throat> smart answer. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I know it's terrible. I'm sorry. That, that, that's awful. I don't know what the answer. I mean, I actually think I do know the answer. Can't get name, image, and likeness money until you've played a season for the school or you've been at the school for a season. Even then, as a red shirt, like you still don't have. But okay, whatever. That that there's some guardrails in effect. You know, some guardrails in effect. And then if you transfer, you can't get your next whatever money until you've completed a season. For said team. Make sense? I've been sa- I said that several months ago. Glad to see somebody who is much more reputable than yours truly saying essentially the exact same thing. All right, Charles Robinson in 15 minutes. Coming up next, we're going to discuss collectibles guy in the midway. All right, what do you think of collectible guy? You follow us on Twitter. You follow us on IG. We'll talk about collectible guy. Should there be an age limit to be collectible guy? We'll discuss next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Got a good question from Gary. Says, Doug, what's the difference between a high school phenom getting an NIL before he takes a snap in college and a college phenom signing a big NFL contract before taking a snap? No pro has ever played a full season before getting paid. Why should college players? One, you're not an employee. Okay? If you're an employee, remember, it's a completely different thing. Okay? We are trying to say it's about name, image, and likeness. 
Uh, you don't have a name, image, and likeness, especially when you're likely not to play very much at all or at all as a freshman. Secondly, you haven't played anything at any sort of high level. But the first thing is you're not necessarily going to even play, but you're not an employee. That's the difference. Okay, we're not saying we withhold your benefits of a scholarship of all the other benefits that you can get. You get name, image, and likeness. Okay, you get after you actually perform. You make a name for yourself. I mean, because I mean, like, look, be honest with you. Can you? How many of these recruits could you actually name? Anybody? No. I mean, this, the whole thing's kind of silly, but it is a way of professionalizing it. I understand it. But if you want it to be about name, image, and likeness, and you want to protect it from a from a kid, because part of it is, again, remember that this for Gary, like the the four year contract for the NFL, you can't leave and put yourself in the transfer portal in the NFL. You sign a four year contract, you're theirs until you know. In college sports, it's different. I get it; it's a complete you know what show. That's accurate. Let's get to midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle The Midway. Okay there, Jason Stewart. What is the Midway today? I know that you saw that viral video last night. I think just about everybody that was relevant. I saw was this morning quote yeah, tweeting morning it. Here, so. Some yeah. dude was at the uh all star uh red carpet yesterday. And they had a looked like they had a little section for fans to I don't know get selfies or autographs with the people walking through the red carpet, and this particularly uh, aggressive gentleman who is no younger than fifty uh, was like reaching over kids with sharpies and a baseball, and and it just kind of made me think like I've never been a collectible guy. And I never really quite got it. And I do think that there's a particular filth when it comes to that side of our business. You know, the people that collect things, sell things, turn it around. Um, it's just very unsavory to me. So I wanted to have a conversation about it. Maybe somebody in the room here could explain to me why it's cool. I don't know. Mm. Okay. So when I was a kid. Uh, we used to go to the Big A, go to Anaheim Stadium. I sit out five dollars. You sit in the family section out in left field. I would weasel my way in late in the innings, uh, sneak in, and after the game, try and get an autograph. There was one time when I snuck into the Angels locker room. I've told this story before. Uh, got to uh, Jim Abbott, who was everybody's hero, the one-armed rookie of the year. He was an amazing pitcher, even better guy. Uh, got his tried to get his autograph on a Beckett monthly. He took the Beckett monthly and. Threw it in his locker and pulled out a, a photo, like a professional photo, and said, "Here, kid, this is one's better." And then when they were gonna, and then when the police were gonna like arrest me, he just told him, "Hey, man, he's fine. He's the kid. Let's put him out." <laughs> really? It was, it was super cool. That really, yeah, that really happened. Real story. Real story. Um, but I, and and I have, I did a speaking in gay. I I emceed an event at the uh, the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame, and instead of paying me. They're going to pay me, and I was like, I felt bad about the pain. They're like, well, you, you, why don't you use the money at the silent auction? And so I have a bunch of silent auction stuff that that's autographed that I got like for my son and for a game room, whatever. Bunch of cool uh, frame stuff, and um, but I I have to tell you that I've 
forget the unsavory element to it. I just think the whole thing is lame. Like buying somebody's autograph you didn't actually meet. I, I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't get it. And then, the and then like an adult pretending like you're getting it for a kid and really you're getting it to sell. Yeah, that's that's the worst. So I'm with you. By the way, good to know that uh, Anaheim Stadium security was doing such a bang-up job back in the 1980s. Uh, yeah, well, there was a, there's an art to it, uh, and I am an artiste. <laughs> you know, they used to have these, they had these big, like, poles. These big, like, cement poles um, when you got into the kind of the, the open concourse there at the top of the 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 uh yep. the yes. field level uh-huh. i know what and you're talking so about as as the ushers would walk up you know if they were walking to the right of the pole i'd turn the right and walk to the left and kind of keystone cops it right where they were gone and then i just kind of walked down the stairs hopped over the railing and hopped in and i was there and actually i went in the visitors dugout as the brewers dugout and there's it's kind of like the viet uh, it's kind of like I feel pictured like my own version of Vietnam where there's like these underground tunnels in there that connect the two dugouts. I wanted nothing to do with the Brewers dugout at the time. Uh, that's because it was past the days of uh, Robin, Robin Yount and uh, Cecil, Cecil Cooper, uh, two of my heroes. Uh, instead, I wanted to go into the Angels dugout. Oh, I still see that's Cecil right. Cooper's batting stance in my mind's eye right now. Now, to me, there's a difference here. There's two sides of this. There's cute kid genuinely seeking connection with a hero, and then the line across that is creepy old guy. And at Anaheim Stadium, I don't know if it's still like this, but sometimes the players who would not go on the team bus, they would be taking cabs back to their hotel or to dinner on the visiting team. They would just exit out the front of Angel Stadium, and you'd always see the same guy, collectible guy, with their binder full of baseball cards, yeah. and that crosses the line yeah. from sweet to just sad. Yeah, well, that that exit, okay, there were like glass doors that, that there were the – the Angels' offices used to be. Now they're in the back. Yep. Um, and now they're out in right field. Uh, that was the exit that I was escorted out of. And that same collectible guy that came to every Angel game, like I was their hero for a week because I got <laughs> escorted out of the stadium through that door. You know, they were expecting to see Brian Downing come out and Wally Joyner come out. And instead, it's a young Doug Gottlieb coming out. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, that guy or the guy who takes the ball away from the kid in the foul territory balls, you know, that jumps over children uh, to take the ball away from them. I, um, I guess if they hand it to the kid after, because maybe peer yeah. pressure is so much that they, you know, they have to do it. But, uh, yeah, I personally, my days of asking for autographs for players ended when I was about, I don't know, 18. And maybe that was too old. Okay, so right here's, there. A, here's a question, though. Okay, your, your son's a baseball player, a huge baseball fan. Yes. You're a Dodger fan. Okay. You go to a game. Don't I, I or, I mean, Buying an autograph off somebody for your son when they didn't actually – it just doesn't – I agree. I don't know. Like, you didn't actually – it's so much – I'm actually with the um, Bill Russell camp. Like, so much better to look someone in the eye and shake their hands and say, like, hey, I had a conversation with so on and so forth. Now, I understand sometimes you don't have a time for that, but I don't know. I just – I'm not the autograph guy. 
And they're also literally in front of NBA team hotels where these guys, they actually do their homework to find out when the visiting team is going to get in on the team bus from the airport like the day before the game. And they still hang out in the lobby with their binders and things. By the way, looking at this video very closely, Mm -hmm. are we sure that this is not Bobby Hurley? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you look really closely, have we accounted for Bobby Hurley's whereabouts and his potential San Diego Padre fandom? No. Because thanks, no, thanks to you, I've been looking at this like the Zapruder film, and I don't know if it's widely known, but the the the, the young lady to the left in the in the video is Kate Upton, and the player is Justin Verlander. So that raises so many other questions. <laughs> Why is a Padre fan so intent in Verlander's autograph? It's not a Padre fan. This is a degenerate, collectible guy. But, like, if you want to know what despair is, look at this guy's face. If you want to know what, like, degenerate despair is, I almost feel bad for him if I I was not so busy hating him. Uh, But, yeah, it, it was pathetic. And that's the Midway. The Midway. Thanks so much. Uh, it's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's bring him in. He has a pod called You Pod. You Pod to win the game. He's Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo Sports. All right. Two big stories of the day. One which uh, we'll get to Garoppolo in a second. Derwin James reportedly the highest paid safety in the NFL with a, with a new deal. Have you been able to? I know it's in short order. Just went down, I'm going to say, a half hour ago. Any idea what the numbers are going to be under Derwin James? I do not. I've not seen the numbers yet. I mean, I, I I would expect, I know entering into the negotiation, it was to set the market. So I would look at the top safety deals out there and expect that, uh, you know, he's, he's at the top of the heap now. But I, I'm literally, I just left the Raiders facility like 15 minutes ago. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not yet staring at at what the exact numbers are. I will guarantee you this, whatever the numbers are initially, everyone should wait to see what the actual guarantees are and just count the first three years. How about that? Yeah, and, and I, but I can tell you, and he look, he's had some injuries, and that's yeah, yeah. They yeah. were. I I know they had tried to get him. Hey, man, let's let's try and get this thing done early. But it is impressive what the Chargers, who have a reputation of being cheap, right? Let's just be honest; they have a reputation of being cheap. That the guys they want to keep, they've kept. They kept Mike Williams. They kept Joey yep. Bosa. Now they keep Derwin James. Um, they, they they seem to be keeping guys now and getting these deals done early and not having, you know, not having the the lengthy holdouts and not having the the tension of the past. Tom Telesco's crew seems to be doing uh, doing things. Obviously, they're spending a lot of money, but doing things perceived to be a lot better than than you know well, than, than the AJ Smith days. Doug, though, let's wait and see. Let's wait for the Herbert contract. Like you know, <laughs> if Herbert continues this trajectory and that contract. Well, they don't have, but they don't have any choice. Like they're not going to. There's there's no choice. It's whatever a penny, a dollar more than whoever else signs before him, right? Yeah, I, it's, it know. might be a dollar more, but I think what everybody has to understand now is we'll see. What okay? What's really important is what's the next quarterback contract to come in, and does it affirm Deshaun Watson's deal as now the standard rather than an outlier? Because when you talk to these teams. They all say it's got to be treated like an outlier. So if, if you know, Murray, um, Kyler Murray signs his deal, you know, whoever does the next big extension, 
they all have their fingers crossed that somehow that team wins at the negotiating table and doesn't turn it into every dollar guaranteed, four years, everything's, you know, uh, you know, 180 to $230 million, four to five years, all guaranteed. That's why the next, you know, Herbert is sitting there and his agents in Burrow and, you know, Russell Wilson, everybody's going to have these deals coming up. Lamar Jackson, everyone's sitting there going, okay, let's see if Kyler gets a fully guaranteed deal and what the numbers look like because then that affirms that Deshaun Watson is now the standard and everybody's going to hate the Haslam's forever. <laughs> fair, fair fair enough. I'll get to the Haslam's in a second. Let's 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 go where you are. You left the Raiders facility. There's been a lot of turnover there, right? I mean, the the entire front office has been turnover, the general manager's been turnover, the head coach has been turnover. What's the feel coming out of the place? I think it's, you know, okay, let's turn the page. Um, the last four years have been a disaster, you know, and we're talking about especially mostly off the field and with some of the talent procurement. And I think there is optimism that, hey, we survived, you know, going. Like, just go, let's go all the way back to hard knocks and Antonio Brown and all that stuff and everything that has unfolded subsequently, whether it's, you know, Henry Ruggs, some of the roster problems, bad drafts, the John Gruden situation, firing a head coach and a general manager. It's just sort of like, all right, we're now at this pivot point. We have some guys that are infusing the Patriot way um, into the organization. Uh, I think Josh McDaniels, there's some optimism that even though Josh pulled out of the Indianapolis job, the reality was Josh hired some really good coaches before he left there, which tends tends to suggest that you know, he's learned something along the way since the Denver experience, particularly about hiring the kind of coordinators that are going to help him win games and then go become head coaches themselves. Um, you know, so I think there's a sense of optimism, but there's also some work to be done. Denzel Perriman needs a deal. Um, you know, I think Darren Waller is a really interesting one because you're talking about tight end in his 30s, has two years left on his deal, a little, you know, not a little behind the market, pretty significantly behind the tight end market. And what do you do? in terms of a contract extension or reworking a deal um, for a tight end that's at that age. So, you know, work to be done, I, I think, is a little bit of a wait-and-see attitude in terms of how this goes. But clearly the players, particularly the ones that spoke today, sounded pretty optimistic about, I, I think, just getting past what um, has transpired last year. Like Hunter Renfro was like, dude, hard knocks feels like it was like ancient history at this point, <laughs> given everything that's happened since then. Uh, Josh McDaniels, how different will his approach be this time around? Um, you know, it's it's hard to say, except that I think the one thing about McDaniels, particularly um, in the in the sort of last year of uh, you know with the Patriots, when he would talk about what he learned from the Denver experience, I think he's he's traversed the gap of relationships, and that was something he really struggled with. Um, in the, in the Denver experience, you know, and I think it was, you know, part of it's being young, part of it's being, uh, you know, coming out of a system where you thought, hey, we're, we're infallible, we're bulletproof, everything we did there, all I have to do is transfer it and, you know, and maybe not carry himself so much the way Bill did. I think a lot, honestly, frankly, since Rabel, at least some of the coaches coming out, the ones that learned, hey, I, I don't have to be Bill, don't try to be Bill, don't try to replicate Bill all the time. Um, it's probably going to work best for me. Let me figure out a way to augment it and, and carry some of what he is, but also, you know, 
be true to my own personality. So I'll just say I think Josh learned from the experience of, you know, how badly it went in Denver and then the waffling with Indianapolis and how he looked coming out of that. Um, so I think this is about as prepared as you possibly could have been for another job and to wait around in, in New England any longer would have been fruitless. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Charles Robinson. Uh, one, you pod to win the game. Download his podcast. Of course, read his work at Yahoo Sports. He's your senior NFL reporter. All right, Deshaun Watson. There's some sa- uh, saber rattling in using the media. Hey, he's suspended for a year. We're going to sue. Okay. What are you hearing as there's starting to be a couple, I don't know how the legitimacy of leaks, but there's starting to be some talk about, well, maybe it's not going to be a, a season. Maybe it'll be eight. What are you hearing? It, look, I can only focus this through how the hearing went. And again, remember when this all started, the thought process was, well, the league's going to roll up and they're going to go 24. There's 24 civil suits here. You know, here's, uh, you know, 12 women that we've spoken to. Here's all these different things. And then what it ended up being is 20 civil suits get um, settled. They focus it through five women, really four, though, that they had spoken to. The fifth woman, it was more what was presented in the media. Um, It was just the the presentation to Sue Robinson at that point was a far more pared down um, kind of attack than, than I think what everybody thought it would have been at the start. And I think that played into Deshaun Watson's favor, that it wasn't like the Titanic hitting the iceberg. It was, you know, weathering just, frankly, really choppy water and feeling like coming out of the other side of it, okay, it's probably not going to end up being a year. It's going to be a a limited uh, suspension. Maybe it's going to be six games or eight games or whatever. But I will say this, no one knows for sure. Like, it's this is so in Sue Robinson's hands. She's not leaning on anybody. She's not running on anybody's clock. Um as far as the Deshaun Watson and the, the idea of suing um, if if he does get a one-year suspension, that's not new. You know, that's one thing I will tell you. Like, that goes back to when negotiations fell apart before, um, you know, going in front of Sue Robinson. At that point, Watson's camp was already saying behind the scenes, okay, well, they're not getting the year. So even if we go in front of Sue Robinson and we get a year, like at that point they're like, we are not getting a year. So if we have to take this to federal court, we will go ahead and take this to federal court. That was all the way back before the hearing ever even happened. So it's news, but it's it's kind of news that I think, you know, was was going to come out. Like That was always coming. Zeke did it. Tom did it unsuccessfully. Watson would probably do it unsuccessfully, but I think the point is to fight and, and trying to figure out if there's a way to finally pierce, you know, what has been this impenetrable record federally. Charles Robinson, Yahoo Sports, covering the National Football League, joins us. You pod to win the game is his outstanding podcast. Let me ask you about Jimmy Garoppolo. The news came out an mm, hour ago or so. He's been cleared to practice, which means the San Francisco 49ers have said, hey, you got the permission to seek a trade. What's the market like for him, considering the number that his salary carries right now? Well, I, there's no market at the salary. Like, I just don't basically I know people are going to look at Cleveland. They're going to say, well, Cleveland has maybe, maybe a need, maybe, and could shoulder, um, you know, 20 plus million in salary. They're not going to do that. Cleveland doesn't want to do that. You know, they, they're going to, they want to use that money in other ways. Plus they don't, they still don't know. I think if Watson, let's say it's a 
eight-game suspension for Watson. I think they roll with Jacoby Brissett. I think they go, look, let's tailor the game plan. We'll figure it out. We're going to find a way to carve out wins with this guy, and then you know we'll be fine. I could see them being in the market for a backup to Brissett, maybe, but I, I just don't see if unless Garoppolo cost virtually nothing in trade and did not have a significant salary impact, which I think would be bare minimum cutting his salary in half, if not more, I, I don't know that there's a market there in Cleveland. Now, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for a year, different that's a different situation. Maybe that's a different conversation. But right now, the market for Garoppolo, I, it's not strong, Not especially not at that salary number, and that's not going to change unless a significant quarterback injury occurs or he says, look, you know, obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a far reduced salary to be able to pave my way elsewhere. But if he's going to do that, to just force the 49ers to cut you in and go into free agency. What's the next camp you're going to? Uh, so I'll be Raiders again tomorrow for practice, and then after that I will head to Rams. Uh, so I'll do Rams, Dallas. Uh, Denver, and it's you know it's a whole month thing. So, but that's pretty much my start. All right, we'll give you the we'll give you the places to stop uh, to go get some eat when you go to the Rams at UC Irvine. We go to the Chargers over in uh, in Costa Mesa before you head up to Oxnard for the for the, for the Cowboys. We always okay. appreciate you. You pod to win the game. Download the podcast. He's Charles Robinson from Yahoo Sports. Charles, thanks so much for joining us. Safe travels. All right, appreciate it, Doug. Later. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Terms apply. Wait till you hear what Colin Cowherd said about that uh, very attractive quarterback in San Francisco. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Do, 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 do. Every day at this time on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, we try and play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it... And now... <laughs> what does the Fox say? What does the Fox say? Um, Colin Cowherd had this to say about his favorite, soon-to-be, possibly traded, released, maybe backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. My gut feeling on Jimmy Garoppolo, the leader in the clubhouse this morning, would probably be the New York Giants. There's a lot of reasons for that. I think the Giants have more than a 50% chance to land Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you could throw in a little bit of Seattle, a little bit of Houston, a little bit of Atlanta, I guess a little bit of Cleveland, and here's why. Number one, Jimmy Garoppolo feels bigger than maybe he is. The look, the cachet, he's handsome, he's a gamer, he was a Patriot, he was a Niner, he was in a Super Bowl. He feels big. The Giants are big. He feels big. And a lot of it's just the look and his game and his confidence. Number two is they have a new offensive head coach. He's going to get worn out from Daniel Jones by like the fourth practice. The other thing is Daniel Jones, we all kind of acknowledge, all of us do. He was overdrafted. He was picked sixth. We didn't like it then. We don't like it now. And fourth is, and I know a lot of you struggle with this, Jimmy Garoppolo wins a lot over good teams like the Packers and the Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo wins. And the Giants have had one winning season in nine years. And it's a legendary, legendary franchise. It doesn't even sound right. <laughs> Joy looks at me like, what? I think the Giants are probably the leader in the clubhouse. I think it's actually really, really smart. The, the issue with it is, okay, who's the new head coach of the New York Giants? Jay Stu, who's the new head coach of the New York Giants? Do you remember? I mean, yeah, what's his name? Like one, like, what's his name? Dayball? Yeah, Brian Dayball. 
He came came from Buffalo, correct? Yep. Okay. So Brian Dayball came from 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 Buffalo, um, and he already has Tyrod Taylor as his backup. He already has a guy. And do I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, I do. Okay. I believe. I believe Dayball was in Buffalo when Tarod Taylor was in Buffalo and led them to the playoffs. I think he was. I think he was part of that staff. I, I truly do. Um, and the the problem with it is like at this late a date, do you add him when you've been through all that other stuff and you already had Tarod Taylor as your, your backup? I I just I don't think that fits the reality of it. So it sounds really really good. You're going to have to go somewhere. Where somebody has coached you, somebody believes in you, you have that that rabbi in the room, and I just don't think that uh, the the Giants are that team. I just I just don't right. Their their offense coordinator is Mike Kafka. I remember you have to have somebody who he's been in that sort of system, a Shanahan sort of system. Shanahan likes him. Okay, they think he's kind of limited, but Shanahan likes him. No question about that. Um, but I, I believe, I believe that, uh, that Dayball was, I know he spent four seasons in Buffalo before that he was in, uh, before that, I'm trying to think where Dayball was, uh, but he's been in the NFL for a long time. He was, he was in new England, right? But I, and I don't remember if they crossed over. What years was was, uh, was Garoppolo in New England? Yeah, New England from uh, 2013 to 2016. Then he went to Alabama for a year before joining the Bills in 18. No, but when was Garoppolo in New England? Was my question. Oh, yeah, hmm. that's the that's the thing. When you, you, you're, you're tracking dates, oh, I, t- if, I thought if Garoppolo you were about was there. That, no, I, I I know. I'm 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 kind of bouncing around. I'm making it um, I'm making it impossible for for you to follow. My point is, he was in New England, but I think I'm not sure. Did they cross over? Uh, it was 2000. Uh, oh, he was there. Okay, yeah, 2014. Yeah, so maybe I'm wrong. You know what? I'm wrong. Maybe it does. Maybe it does make a lot of sense. I just, gosh, I I feel like when you already have your guys at this late a date, I'm I'm with Colin completely on the take of Danny Dimes was overdrafted. He was drafted by a different GM, okay, a different regime, a different head coach. I totally get it. One thing should be pointed out in addition, okay, and he, he makes sense because there is the tie of Dayball was there with Jimmy Garoppolo. That makes sense, and I'm guessing he probably Colin probably got the heads up. I would guess that Dayball got the job at least in small part, maybe in large part, because he was seen as a quarterback whisperer, and they said, hey, we got a lot invested in Danny Dimes. Try and fix it. And I don't know if they're going to bail on it that quickly. It's it actually becomes an, a more interesting take. Well, ask Daniel Jeremiah; he's going to join us next hour. Plus, we got a ton of ton of baseball stuff to get to, including last night's All Star Game and uh, God, the American League just dominating. I I don't think I called John Connor Stanton is going to be the MVP, but I did say he was one of the three guys I want to see hit a baseball at the, during the All Star Game, and boy, did he hit a baseball. Have you guys seen the the uh, the the picture right at impact of the ball on his bat? Have you guys seen that picture? No. I'll I'll send it to you, Jay Stu. Oh, my gosh. Is it impressive? The ball is like flattened in half at the point of impact. It is crazy. And wait to hear what Andrew Wiggins says is his biggest regret in this championship season for the Warriors. 
But up next, Derwin James, highest paid safety in the NFL. Is he, is he worth it? And what next for Jimmy G? That's next to the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.